Live from the Prop Swap Studios on AM 1490 Sports Betting Radio, it's The Fix with Ryan Rothstein. Presented by Prop Swap. Prop Swap that ticket and cash in while the odds have improved. Rothstein was a hell of a handicapper. I can tell you that. That's how winning is done. Now get out there and do it. Pulls up, three pointer. East Coast, Philadelphia, born and raised in the streets is where I spent most of my days. Chilling out, maxing, relaxing, all cool. When against my dad's wishes when I dropped out of school. But mom didn't raise no fool, nor a rookie. My life took a change when I found my first bookie. I'm ditching the streets, full of drugs, thugs, and thieves. Trying to get this paper and a cheesesteak from Steve's. Next thing I know, I'm one of the wise guys. It's like larceny. Yes, sir. Sometimes less is more. And I just start this show the right way. That's the Philly Godfather anthem, baby. And to start off this Friday edition of The Fix, I got my man, Philly Godfather, on the line. What better way to start off for Friday as there's some lines that have moved. Where can we get some opportunity to cash some bets? And there's no one better in the world than Philly Godfather. Follow him on Twitter, at Philly Godfather. And before we get started, I'll give him a good old, how you doing, brother? How you doing, man? I'm all right, man. Just trying to catch some tickets, make some money, feed the kids. I got two kids in college, you know, pay the rent, and just uh, have a good time doing it. That's it, man. That's all we can do. So let's get right into it. Around the horn, rapid fire. We're going to go through every single NFL Week 6 game against the spread, maybe some money line, just whatever the godfather likes. He's going to give us the info, and you do what you want with it. Just don't be an idiot. Listen to the man. All right, so let's get right into it. 1 p.m., Bears, Panthers, Bears are a slight dog, at least what I see, uh, Philly Godfather, plus one, one and a half, depending on where you shop. Bears plus 100 on the money line, and Panthers minus 114. What do you like there? Yeah, I like the Bears here. They're coming off 10 days rest after a big win uh, versus Tampa Bay and Tom Brady. They made Tom Brady forget how many downs there is in football. <laughs> and uh, the Panthers have struggled, struggled stopping the run. Uh, they've had absolute fits trying to get pressure on the quarterback. I mean, Matt Rule's team ranks 30th in the pressure rate with only five sacks on the year. So if they can't get any uh, pressure on Foles here, he should have a big game. The other issue with the Panthers' defense is they're all banged up. Carolina has a ton of injuries on the defensive side of the ball, from defensive ends to tackles to cornerback. I took the Bears early in this uh, in this one in the week. I took plus two and a half. The line's down to one, one and a half, uh, like you said, depending on where you shop. And honestly, I don't think you're going to need the points here. I like the small uh, road talk. All right, moving on. Detroit traveling to Jacksonville, and Jacksonville's been a dumpster fire, but so so have the Lions, and the Lions are coming off that bye, and we have the standard three. So Detroit on the road getting the field goal. If you want to go money line, Detroit's minus 155, what I'm looking at, plus 140 for Jacksonville, 64% of the betting public going Detroit. Philly Godfather, what do you like? Yeah, Lions originally opened up as a two-point road favorite. Since then, we've seen this line kissed up uh, through that key number of three to as high as three, minus a buck and a quarter, and three and a half even money at some of the sharper offshore betting houses. Uh, this is going to be an ugly game to bet on. It's going to be, uh, it's going to probably have the smallest handle of any NFL game played this week, since both these teams have only one win on the season. I think they have a combined what two and seven record, 
at minus two and at anything under three, the Lions really look to be the right side here, especially if you just look at recent play. I mean, the Lions beat the solid Cardinals team by a field goal and lost to the Saints by less than a touchdown. Uh, while the Jags, like, they've been hampered with injuries on the defensive side. They're, they've been getting blown out. I think they lost by 42 points over the last three games versus teams with a combined record of 4-10. and 10. So they really haven't looked that good over the last, uh, over recent play. And now Detroit's coming off their bye week. Uh, but you got to ask yourself, what really warrants this team to be a three-and-a-half-point road favorite? I mean, mm-hmm. they're not even that good. If this game was played at Ford Field, would you lay seven and a half or eight points on Detroit? Because that's what the line would be. And I don't think anyone in the world would lay eight points on Detroit against anybody. <laughs> no. You know? <laughs> so, I mean, I know the Jags defense has allowed the 29th most uh, yards this year and 25th most touchdowns uh, in the league. But this Jags offense has moved the ball much better than the Lions. Uh, they rank eight spots better in the yards per play metric. And the fact that the guy that touches the ball on every offensive snap for the Lions looks like he won't play this week. It's uh, their center, uh, Ragnall. I don't think he's going to play. He's all banged up. I'm kind of starting to lean towards the Jags here. I mean, I, I think once that line crossed over that key number of three, the Jags at plus three and a half definitely has some value. Uh, it, it's just an ugly game to bet on. I haven't bet it yet. I hate giving out. You know, telling people what to bet if I haven't bet it myself. I put my money where my mouth is. But at three and a half, I think the Jags definitely have some value. All right, moving on, still in the 1 o'clock games. Early in the 1 p.m. slates, we have Atlanta traveling to Minnesota. Atlanta now getting four, and this opened at three and a half, so not a ton of movement. Four from what I see, depending on where you shop. Once again, money line plus 175 for Atlanta, minus 198 for Minnesota. Only 30% of the betting public, Philly Godfather, is going Atlanta with the points. What say you? Yeah, the public's going to be all over the Vikings uh, here this week. Everyone watched them lose a close game to the undefeated uh, Seattle Seahawks last week while the Falcons lost their fifth straight game in a row uh, in a row. And this horrible season that they're having. Uh, we've got two dome teams here. Obviously, Minnesota's the better squad, but after having their hearts ripped out, of their chest in last week's loss to Russell Wilson, and now they're running back. Dalvin Cook, uh, he's not playing. He's been ruled out. For Sunday's game, along with a bunch of other banged-up guys on uh, Mike Zimmerman's team, I, I like the Falcons here plus four. Uh, nobody's going to be betting them. I'll probably be on the island holding a ticket on the Falcons here. Uh, but they get Julio Jones back, they get Grady uh, Jarrett back, and uh, that should be enough for them to stay within this Vegas point spread. All right. Well, there'll be a few people joining you on that island after they hear this. <laughs> I'm moving on. Houston traveling to Tennessee. Tennessee, man. Ryan Tannehill, all he does is get W's. Say what you want about the man. Game manager. Can't throw the rock. Tennessee is cruising, and they're three-and-a-half-point favorites at home, plus 168 for Houston money line, minus 189 for Tennessee. Philly Godfather, what do you like? Yeah, there's been some really sharp money that hit the screen on Mike Vrabel's team here. Uh, they laid... Two and a half uh, and three, which forced the oddsmakers to readjust their price up to three and a half on this one. Uh, Tennessee keeps finding ways to win close games, starting off the season four and zero, but they're just one and three against the spread. They're coming off that big victory over Buffalo, so the whole world's going to be on them this week. Uh, I don't know if anyone's going to be looking to bet this uh, one and four Texas team, who, who I don't think they, uh, <laughs> I don't think they've made anyone any money this year. I think they're one and four against the spread. Um, Man, this is uh, this is going to be a close one, but you got to ask yourself one question: How can a four zero team be only a three point favorite over a one and four division opponent at home? I mean, if this game was you know on a neutral field, would this game be a pick 'em? So bookmakers yeah. are definitely begging for Titans money here. Uh, 
I hate to say it, but I'm going to have to be on the Texans here, plus the, plus the hook, uh, plus the three and a half. It's, it's, it's a tough pill to swallow. Yeah, they've been uh, but killing it's the right side. Year. I mean, right sides don't always win, but it's definitely the right side. Yeah. All right, moving on. And this is a trash of a matchup here. I mean, the definition of a dumpster fire, the Washington football team, no-name squad, going to the Meadowlands, Washington and the New York football giants. And Washington's getting two and a half, at least from what I see, plus 130 on the money line for Washington, minus 145 for the New York Giants. Can the Giants get their first win? 0-5, lane three at home. Wow, against the <laughs> Amazing. Washington football team that's ranked second in the NFL and the adjusted sack rate and the impression rate and getting after the quarterback. This is another ugly game, man. Two bad teams. Uh, I'm leaning towards the dog here. Anytime, you know, <laughs> anytime the game's a coin flip, I always like to take the plus money. But uh, I don't know, man. This is just an ugly game. This is just an ugly game. Yeah. Uh, I'm with you. So let's move on here. And we have – this is a good matchup. And the Browns, there's the haters that are saying they're going to – you know, the wheels are going to come off. And then there's the people that maybe overrate them a little bit in recent memory. But maybe they finally arrived, and they're getting three-and-a-half against that undefeated Pittsburgh Steelers team. And Eagles fans just watch what they have going on. A lot of weapons. Big Ben looks not like himself in his prime, but close to it. And the Browns are getting three and a half, plus 170 on the money line, minus 190 on the money line for Pittsburgh. Can uh, Cleveland cover this uh, spread? This is going to be a real fun game to watch. I mean, Pittsburgh's been flawless on the year 4-0. Uh, they've been in some tight games and had the ball bounce their way a lot. Uh, but Mike Thomas' team hasn't really beaten a good team all year. I mean, the combined record of Pittsburgh's opponents this year is just 3 and one it's the Giants, the Broncos, the Texans, the Eagles. Uh, I mean, their opponents have a combined negative 130-point differential on the year. As long as the Browns don't turn the ball over here and they can win that, that turnover differential, I think they're a live dog. Man, I would love to you know, grab the Browns here plus four points. Uh, the Steelers' offensive line is banged up. This is going to be the best team they've faced all year. It's a division game, and they just got done playing against an Eagles defensive line that has the third most sacks on the year. And off the top of my head, uh, and don't quote me on this number, but teams after playing the top three sack teams in 2020 have only covered the spread 36% of the time the following week. So basically, anytime you go up against a great defensive line, your offensive line gets banged up. And as anyone knows, your offensive line is your whole team because if you can't protect the quarterback, you can't win the game. Yeah, and speaking of a banged-up offensive line, the Bengals are traveling to Indy, and the Bengals' left tackle, he's out for this game. This opened at 8. I see this a different number everywhere I look, Philly Godfather. It's 7 on points bet. It's 7.5 on FanDuel, and it's even 8 still in a couple other places. So I don't know what number you have, but money line, Cincy plus 320, minus 335 for Indy. I like Joe Burrow. Can he cover that big number? I mean, he's the type of quarterback that can sneak in the back door here. And you're talking about a lot of points. You're talking about seven, half, eight, depending on where you shop. I even see that nine and a half at one of the offshore sports books. Uh, if, you, if I was looking to take the dog out, I would wait. Uh, the public's going to be all over Indianapolis here. Uh, that line could reach as high as 10. If it gets to 10, then the Bengals definitely have some value, even though you know the Colts have one of the best defenses in the NFL this year. Uh, but anything under 10, I wouldn't be looking to play the dog here. All right, this is a game that I can't wait to watch, and that's an obvious statement because anyone who's been watching football this year, this game is circled, at least for this week. You have Aaron Rodgers going up against Tom Brady, and it opened at 3. I see it at 1 now. Packers 
one-point favorites on the road. Who do you like in this essential pick em? I mean, it looks just so easy just to bet the Packers here to win the game, and you make some money. You don't, I mean, they don't really have to cover the spread. They just got to win, right? Uh, Tampa's banged up. Mike Evans, Fournette, Godwin, Gronk, Miller, they were all limited in practice this week, even though they're all going to play. This is another game where I think bookmakers are begging for Green Bay money. Uh, they're definitely getting it as of right now. Uh, I checked about two hours ago. I called my guys up in Vegas and uh, offshore, and 85% of all the tickets placed uh, in Vegas and offshore have been on uh, the Green Bay Packers. So the public's all over this team, wow. and you can't really blame them. Aaron Rodgers playing lights out. He's got the highest uh, passer rating uh, through the first four games of the season since they started recording uh, – that statistic, that, that passer rating statistic back in 2006. So he's playing lights out. Uh, but Tampa Bay, I think, is definitely the right side here, even though <laughs> the Packers uh, might surprise you. They've got the much better defense. They've played the better overall competition. They have a top uh, 10 red zone offense. they got one of the best pass rushes in the NFL. They're probably one of the best uh, run-stopping teams in the league as well. And I think Tom Brady is going to come out a little upset. A lot of people clowning on him, and uh, i got to take Tampa Bay here. It's a clown question, bro. This is a statement game for both sides, Philly Godfather. You have Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> it, dude, it, it, if Aaron Rodgers goes into Tampa Bay and loses, you know what everyone's going to say. Oh, see, they're not legit, and the opposite uh, for, for Tom Brady. So that's a game we're all going to be watching, if not betting. Moving on, we have the Rams and the 49ers, and – this is, dude. Is this a typo? The Rams are only three point favorites here. It's it's a short line. Uh, you know, after getting beat two weeks in a row, the Eagles and Dolphins, uh, even with a healthy Jimmy G back, I'm not so sure it's enough uh, to beat this solid Rams team. Recovering the three point spread. I mean, the 49ers are still banged up. I think the number of players they got on IR are like 13 compared to Rams who only have three. So the Rams, this Rams team is really healthy. Uh, the Rams have the better offensive metrics, being ranked 14 spots better in the yards per play stat. Uh, they're the much healthier team, like I said. And on defense, I mean, Sean McVay's team is tied for the league league in sacks and ranked third overall in quarterback pressure rate. This Rams team, I mean, they're outperforming the market. And they've done much better than people expected right out the gate. I just don't know how this 49ers offensive line is going to slow down Arnold, uh, Donald. I'm sorry. And, uh, I mean, this offensive line for the 49ers is so bad. They're ranked in the basement of the NFL and protecting the quarterback and have given up the fourth most sacks in the NFL this year. I mean, the bookmakers are telling you to bet the Rams here. They want Rams money. I just think you might get burned if you bet San Francisco here. All right, Jets and Dolphins. You talk about another dumpster fire. My goodness, how is Adam Gase still employed? But that's another conversation. This opened at 8.5. Now it's all the way up to 9.5 on FanDuel and DraftKings. The Miami Dolphins, almost 10-point favorites, Philly Godfather. And I, I don't feel comfortable putting my money on the Jets, but it feels like you might have to. Correct me if I'm wrong. I think you're right, man. I mean, I love Miami as dogs. You know, last week against San Fran, I loved them as you know an underdog. A couple games this year, but as a ten point favorite, I don't. I just don't think they're that team. I mean, if you look through Vegas projected win totals at the beginning of the year, it was only at six. So, I mean, just because you beat a banged up San Francisco team, does it warrant this humongous point spread the following week against a Jets team? That's starving for a victory. I mean, last I checked, 80% of all the money's on Miami. By kickoff, you're probably going to see about 90% of the money on the Dolphins. 
I think 10 points is just two months, uh, too much here. I, I like the Jets plus the 10. Broncos traveling to New England, and there's a lot of storylines in this one. And there's a story released earlier tonight slash this afternoon about another COVID case with New England. So who knows what's going to happen here, but that's every game. Who cares? Uh, nine, nine and a half points is the number. The Patriots are favored. What do you like in this game? That's a big number, but you feel like the Patriots can cover? I don't know. I mean, this is such a tough game. The public's going to be all over the Patriots. They're at home. Uh, they got a great defense this year. But Denver's defense ain't bad either. I'm not really looking to bet the side here. Uh, I, think, I kind of feel like that number's a little too high, but Bill Belichick always scares me. Anytime you bet against him, I mean, it's a scary proposition. If anything, I kind of like the under 45 here. All right. Total. All right, under. There we go. I like that, changing it up. Cardinals and Cowboys, and the Cowboys are now three-point favorites at home, and that's it opened at two-and-a-half. I saw it get up uh, all the way to one at one point. I have it three here. I guess it's all over the board, but Philly Godfather, you like Andy Dalton, Big Red, to cover that uh, three-point number? Well, actually, I took him at plus one. I'm looking on the screen now. I'm seeing one-and-a-halves on Arizona, so I haven't really uh, – I don't see that three on there, but – I like I like Dallas here. I don't I don't care if it's one one and a half. I don't care if they're favored by two. I think they win the game. They got the much better high powered offense. Andy Dalton is definitely good enough, uh, you know, to to move that team up and down the field. I mean, he came out with the victory last week after not playing for a while. Uh, this Dallas team at two and three. I picked them at the beginning of the year to win the NFC East at even money. I still think they do it. Now they might just do it with seven wins on the year, but I still think they're the team to beat in the NFC East. And I think they win this game uh, by at least a field goal. So uh, yeah, I like the Cowboys here. Yeah, I was looking at the open column. So uh, this article that I have up with the whole list, it says it's opened at three, and now it's a one-point line there. All right, moving on. Chiefs and Bills, this opened at three. Now I see FanDuel and DraftKings at four-and-a-half. Kansas City, four-and-a-half-point favorites on the road. Man, I like Josh Allen. He has that weapon now on the outside and digs. Who do you like here, Godfather? Yeah, line opened up three. I see it as high as five at uh, some of these offshore books. I see it at Caesars, out in Vegas at minus five. Uh, there's been a two-point adjustment in the market. There's definitely some sharp money that laid the three. Uh, now you're getting to the dead zone at five. Uh, that's really a dead number. Not too many games land on five in the NFL where, as we all know, three is such a key number. This one's a tough one, man. Buffalo Bills looking to bounce back. So are the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, both teams coming off of L's. Um, I just I just can't bet against uh, Andy Reid here. Uh, I do have futures on Buffalo to win the Super Bowl that I placed at the beginning of the year at thirty three to one. So I'm definitely cheering them in. I just know I just don't know if they can beat this uh, Chiefs team here. All right, Philly Godfather. Before I let you go, man, we have not asked you about the Eagles game, and the Eagles opened up at seven. And now it's almost ten. What are your thoughts on this game? I think the line is way too high, especially with type of defensive line that we have. I mean, we're ranked sixth in opponent yards per play. Uh, we have the third most sacks in the NFL this year at 18. Uh, this is going to be the best rushing uh, defense that Baltimore has played all year. Lamar Jackson looks nothing like he did last year. He's ranked 23rd in DYAR, 22nd in DVOA. Uh, they got a ton of injuries on Baltimore. I, mean, I know we're banged up. I know Lane Johnson ain't playing, but he's been banged up all year and hasn't really been himself, you know, all year. Uh, man, the Ravens are missing defensive ends. Uh, 
cornerbacks are banged up. Their wide receivers banged up. Uh, left tackles banged up. <laughs> this team's just as banged up as we are. Ten points is just way too much. I like the Eagles plus the ten and a half. Uh, I also bet the under forty-seven and a half in this one. Uh, I'm not expecting too many points. Philly Godfather, the legend, the goat. Follow him on Twitter at Philly Godfather. Website thephillygodfather.com. What else you got going on, man? I know it's a lot. <laughs> we got, I think we went through every uh, single NFL game. I know. Uh, yeah, and you got to remember, everyone's going to be betting the Ravens this week. Everybody. I think last I checked, there's like 90% of the money's on Baltimore. And, uh, you know, I always like to be on the other side. Win or lose, it's just business for me. But uh, you're going to win more than you're going to lose if you're on the other side of the public. All right. Yeah, I meant to – what I was asking you, PGF, is – what else do you have going on, like podcasts, shows? Oh, I'm sorry. It's, all <laughs> it's getting right, late, man. man. I'm, I'm getting not, old. I'm done. You know, I'm, I'm half a century uh, yeah. old uh, <laughs> here. I just turned 50 on Monday, so oh, uh, congrats, man. Late. Yeah, thanks. But, uh, yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at Philly Godfather. We got the podcast with uh, John Layfield, Jonathan Coachman. Follow the action. We're actually doing a UFC pre-fight show tomorrow before the fights kick off on Twitch, on Twitter. You know, anywhere where you you know you find that stuff on social media. So yeah, it's follow the action, iTunes, Spotify, and you can always stop by my website, thephillygodfather.com. There he is, Philly Godfather. Thank you as always, my friend. Go enjoy your night. Good luck, guys. Legend. Legend. Oh, he is. Just an absolute legend, Philly Godfather, joining me live in the Prop Swap Studios. Yelp. It's a busy Friday, man. It's a busy Friday. It's not that busy. Still to come, John McMullen. JF McMullen on Twitter. Eagles, Ravens, deep dive right here next. You can't find it anywhere else, this type of insight. Brad Feinberg at 11. Much more still to come live in the Prop Swap Studios on AM 1490 Sports Betting Radio. The smart sports better knows where to find the best odds before placing a bet, and that's why smart bettors use PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. PropSwap customers always find the best odds because you're buying directly from other bettors like yourself. See a ticket you like but think the price is too high? Submit a bid for a price you think is fair, then buy it. Become a smarter sports better today. Go to PropSwap.com right now or download the PropSwap app. PropSwap, where America buys and sells Sports bats. The second level. German lower league side SG Ripdorf Molzen 2 suffered a 37 to nothing defeat on Sunday after only fielding seven players in a bid to maintain social distancing against their opponents as they feared contracting the coronavirus. So I I don't know here. I mean, what about the seven guys who were thrown out there, right? Is that just by lotto? How do you determine that? They threw seven guys out there on the pitch, and they got pounded into the ground 37 to nothing. The Clippers didn't even lose that bad. Why wouldn't you just not play the match? Wouldn't that be the best thing to do? If you're going to take the L, you know you're not going to win with only seven guys out there anyway. So what what statement are you making here? The second level with Aton Shander. Weekdays from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern. On AM 1490 Sports Betting Radio. DelVal Insurance wants to save you 40% on your car insurance right now. And they will do it today. Here's managing partner Jim Mulebrunner. A lot of people pay a lot more premium than they need to. And they may not have the coverage to 
to justify what they're paying. There's no charge for the complimentary insurance review. You will save money and you will connect with a company that is an advocate, not a broker. Go to DVIGI.com or simply call Jim at 215-354-0122. That's 215-354-0122. I've met clients that think that I, as an independent agent, charge a fee versus going direct to Geico or going direct to Progressive. We do not charge a fee. Let Dell Val Insurance save you up to 40% on your car insurance. Get your complimentary review. Call Jim Muehlbrenner directly at 215-354-0122. 215-354-0122. Your savings are a phone call away. Sports are back, baby. And it's time to get those jerseys, those youth jerseys, those youth trophies, logos, everything you need to get that sports league up and running. So who do you call? There's only one place to call. It's Keystone Recognition. Over 40 years of servicing Philadelphia, Bucks, Montgomery, Chester, and South Jersey counties. Promotional items, logo clothing, retirement plaques. They do it all, and they do it safely. Think of Keystone Recognition for your PPE needs. That's masks, hand sanitizers, and more. Keystone Recognition provides non-contact pickup and delivery. So give Jeremy and Johnny a call. 215-464-9900 or check them out online at Keystone Recognition. You're listening to The Fix with Ryan Rothstein, live from the Prop Swap Studios of AM 1490 Sports Betting Radio. Prop Swap that ticket and cash in while the odds have improved. Once again, here's Ryan. All right, welcome back, everyone, live in the Prop Swap Studios. This is The Fix with Ryan Rothstein, 10 p.m. to 1 a.m., Monday to Friday, every weekday, right here on South Jersey's sports leader, AM 1490 Sports Betting Radio. Philly Godfather, man. I look forward to that, and I am honored that he's willing to come on and spend, you know, 20, 30 minutes with me every Friday night. Perfect night to obviously talk to him uh, before the weekend and where have the odds shifted, where's the money going, where have the spreads moved, so... He brings all the insight. He keeps it real. If he doesn't like a game, he he tells us. So um, great stuff by him. And in about three minutes, we'll have John McMullen join us for the nightly football fix Friday. So we'll get his score, his prediction, his keys to the game. We'll go over some player props uh, and just dive into anything and everything Philadelphia Eagles and the Baltimore Ravens. Dylan is in studio with me as well, live in the Prop Swap Studios. So we have a lot of fun stuff planned in the final hour. Uh, baseball talk, Eagles talk, and much more right here on The Fix on a busy Friday. We have Brad Feinberg at 11 p.m. He's a writer for Covers.com, and you may have seen him before on NBC Sports Philadelphia on the telly. So he'll be joining us longtime sports betting insider and handicapper at 11. Uh, also a last second edition, Kevin Davis. Uh, follow him on Twitter at Boogie Down Picks. And uh, he is a contributor for VegasInsider.com. And uh, he gives a lot of on-the-money picks. I follow him on Twitter. And I, I always see you know, what he tweets out. And they always end up cashing. So I said, dude, why don't you come on the show one night? And he's going to be joining us tonight at 1130 for a few minutes. So Busy Friday show. You're going to want to keep it locked right here until 1 a.m. Eastern time. We've got to take one more quick break. Then when we come back, commercial free all the way to 11 p.m. for a 
nice long conversation with McMullen and Rothstein right here inside the Prop Swap Studios. We'll be right back, yo. Smart sports better knows where to find the best odds before placing a bet, and that's why smart bettors use PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. PropSwap customers always find the best odds because you're buying directly from other bettors like yourself. See a ticket you like but think the price is too high? Submit a bid for a price you think is fair, then buy it. Become a smarter sports better today. Go to PropSwap.com right now or download the PropSwap app. PropSwap, where America buys and sells sports Sports Malamut and Associates is South Jersey's endorsed and preferred personal injury and workers' compensation firm, specializing in finding success during your greatest time of need. Managing partner Adam Malamut's history in South Jersey is heralded with recognition and awards, yet his approach to law is rather simple, to serve each and every client until justice has been served. Get connected with Adam at MalamutLaw.com and let the power of Malamut and Associates represent you when it matters most. Malamut and Associates. South Jersey's best. Heard it work? Go right now to InjuredWorkers.com. When you're injured on the job, your family is injured as well. Turn to a firm of legal attorneys that can help, that care, and that you can count on. Go to InjuredWorkers.com from Malamut and Associates. Nobody plans to get injured. When it happens, you need InjuredWorkers.com. Get the help you need from InjuredWorkers.com. Go to InjuredWorkers.com right now. The secret is out about the award-winning Wycombe Public House. People travel from everywhere for their mouth-watering 10-ounce burgers and the area's best wings, nightly food specials, their turkey ball, and their homemade treats. Wycombe Public House is a craft beer paradise with 18 rotating drafts, including a weekly selection from acclaimed local brewery Tired Hands. So hop in the car and take a drive to Bucks County because when you arrive at the Wycombe Public House, you'll know that you're home. DelVal Insurance wants to save you 40% on your car insurance right now, and they will do it today. Here's managing partner Jim Muehlbrunner. A lot of people pay a lot more premium than they need to, and they may not have the coverage to to justify what they're paying. There's no charge for the complimentary insurance review. You will save money, and you will connect with a company that is an advocate, not a broker. Go to DVIGI.com or simply call Jim at 215-354-0122. That's 215-354-0122. I've met clients that think that I, as an independent agent, charge a fee versus going direct to GEICO or going direct to Progressive. We do not charge a fee. Let DelVal Insurance save you up to 40% on your car insurance. Get your complimentary review. Call Jim Muehlbrenner directly at 215-354-0122. 215-354-0122. Your savings are a phone call away. What would you do with an extra $284,783 in retirement? Sure, it sounds too good to be true, but that's how much you can save in taxes during your retirement with your IRA and 401k, thanks to the defensive tax planning strategies from Thrive Financial Services. Of course, everyone's situation is different, but if you have an IRA or 401k, learn how much money you can save with a free IRA and 401k analysis. This free analysis can be done over the phone or video conference. Call to schedule your free analysis now at 215 215- 215 
877-2450. Remember, it's not how much you make, it's how much you keep. Call David and Karen Bazaar and Brett Elam of Thrive Financial Services to get your free IRA and 401k analysis. Call 215-987-2450. That's 215-987-2450 for Thrive Financial Services. You're listening to The Fix with Ryan Rothstein, live from the Prop Swap Studios of AM 1490 Sports Betting Radio. Prop Swap that ticket and cash in while the odds have improved. Once again, here's Ryan. Hi, right, welcome back, everyone, to The Fix, live in the Prop Swap Studios, and it's that time. It is that time for the man, the myth, the legend. And love talking to John McMullen every night at 1030, but... Fridays are my favorite because this is it. We know Monday is going to be interesting, whether it's a win or a loss or a tie. Uh, But Fridays, we're hopeful, we're nervous, we're frustrated. Um, So here we go, John. Let's let's do it. How are you tonight? Uh, Doing well, Ryan. Are we hopeful? Are we nervous? I don't know. I'm not, but I've I've heard people are. This is a tough week. (laughs) I will say that. This is a good team coming in, a really good team. It is. I'll just say that. I, I don't know why. Um, I talked to someone earlier tonight, right before I, I came into the studio, and he said, what do you – actually, his question was, from 0 to 100, what are the chances you are giving the Eagles? And I made a joke. I was like, <laughs> 0%. And I said, no, nah, I don't know, 25, 30 and he said, I, you know, I don't know, man. I know they've been struggling, but I feel like this is a game that Doug Peterson and the Eagles find a way to win for some reason. Yeah, I, I think people kind of default to that, and it happened uh, a couple weeks ago in San Francisco. But, you know, backup quarterback, that's the difference. I mean, it, it is the NFL, so I kind of agree with you. I'm at 25 30% simply because of – if Baltimore comes in and plays a poor game, doesn't bring its A game, so to speak, it's not like college where you're going to – any team in the NFL can beat you uh, if everything goes their way on a particular uh, game day. So um, there's always a chance. But, yeah, I mean, I, I mean even if there were 70,000 people there, I would feel better. And, and the Eagles had their typical – home field advantage, but there's going to be about 5,500 fans, and uh, that's not going to make any difference. Uh, The communication, we've talked about a lot. Uh, There is no home field advantage in this league this year uh, with the either no fans or a sparse amount of fans. So you don't have that in your back pocket. And, And then, as I said, I mean, this is just, is a good team this is i i would argue the second best team in football behind kansas city but you know kansas city lost everybody can lose in this league so that is the hope you kind of hang on but i i wouldn't call it a lot of hope let's put it that way yeah it's like shawl shank redemption hope is a good thing maybe the best of things <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> so for the last time, the injury list. Let, let's get the final update Oof. from you, John. Seven guys ruled out on Friday, so that's a new high. Typically, the Eagles don't like to do that for 
whatever reason, usually competitive advantage, but they didn't even waste time this week. We've been telling you all week that Lane Johnson wasn't going to play. Uh, that's the case. He's not going to play. Um, and, and, and Matt Pryor's not going to play, which is not necessarily a bad thing. He's on the uh, reserve COVID-19 list. So he's the first guy since training camp in Philadelphia to be placed on the list. Um, now, he doesn't. He hasn't tested positive. I can report that. Uh, he was just in close proximity from someone who did outside the building, so not inside an overcare complex. So he's going to have to pass all the protocols. The NFL, if anything, is getting more stringent as there have been more positive tests. And you've seen it all week. There were four different players uh, on the injury list during the week with illness, and that's they're being very cautious. If you have any symptoms, sore throat, runny nose, any typical cold symptom, they're going to hold you out. And it's not just the Eagles. This is going to start happening more and more around the league and obviously the flu season is is kicking up now as we get uh deeper into fall so that's going to be an issue um but i think the most disappointing part is sean jackson man not gonna not gonna play again yep <laughs> and all sean jeffrey I, I i expected because of travis Fulton, and i said you're not you're just not you're not taking Travis Fulgham off the field until he plays himself off the field after that game. So the Jeffrey part didn't surprise me. I thought I thought they would sort of use that as an excuse to slow him down a little bit. Um, so he's out uh, as well. But so John, the two receivers I, are out. Can I ask you a question with that because you have my curiosity peaked? Um, are, are you implying that? If Travis Fulgham didn't have the performance he did last week, Alshon Jeffrey would be playing on Sunday? Yeah, I, I think there's a chance, yeah. Wow. I really do. I, I mean, I, obviously, if you just think about it, and, and Doug admitted, I mean, look, if you're placed on the pop list at the beginning of the season, you're out six weeks. So um, the Eagles didn't place Jeffrey on that pop list and that indicated they thought he'd be back in the first six weeks of the season. Well, this is week six, uh, and he's not back. And um, it, it probably took a little bit longer. It's not obviously Travis just came to the forefront over the past two weeks. So that whole uh, timetable had nothing to do. But he was back at practice three weeks ago, and I think if they desperately felt they needed him he probably would have played a couple weeks ago and he and he was one of the guys who had an illness last week so maybe that slowed him down as well but now that you had that Fulgham game in Pittsburgh and there's no way I mean now it's to the point where if he plays that way again you don't even want all Sean back so to me they're in two different categories all Sean and Sean to show them, the, I mean, the Eagles need because John Hightower is stinking up the joint um, and Jalen Rager's not back. Now, maybe when Jalen's back and that's still sort of targeted for after the bye week, maybe it's different at that point. 
but they would need him now. And that guy, just he, he just won't get on the field unless he feels like he's 100%, and he's never 100%. So, uh, I mean, this has been a disaster. I think it's... I think it's fair to say at this stage that his return to Philadelphia has been an abject disaster. How can it not be classified as a disaster? And I had a back and forth with someone on Twitter who I've talked with in the past on Twitter. I have nothing against them. I I know of them. Um, They're like, Ryan, why do you hate Deshaun Jackson so much? And I said, I don't hate anyone, (laughs) but it's frustrating and (laughs) At some point here, you have to say, like, this guy just doesn't want to get back on the field. And maybe the front office and Howie Roseman is involved, too. I don't know. But it just seems like these injuries aren't career-ending. They aren't even season-ending. And we don't see the dude ever. Well, you know, last year it was a little bit different. And I think the issue was, look, I I mean, the Eagles recommended – that he gets surgery, and he declined that recommendation is essentially what happened. Uh, and he tried to rehab route and tried to come back, and you saw how well that worked, and then he had to have the surgery. <clears throat> so um, he, he won his own way, and, and it didn't work, and essentially played really just that one game. He tried to come back, as I said. Uh, and actually played whatever it was, three games overall, but just a few snaps. Um, and then he was set to come back if the Eagles were, if they won the Seattle game, he said he was going to be back for that divisional playoff game. And I'll, I'll take him at his word. I, I have no issues with Sean. I've always gotten along with him as well as people can get along with him, uh, media people. Obviously, they tend not to like us, but... Uh, and this year I have said pretty consistently that he was going to be a big part of this offense, and that was the plan, uh, and he needed to be. And I, I think the Eagles were hopeful to get, you know, 13 games maybe out of him. Well, that's out the window already. Um, and we're talking about a hamstring strain. And, hey, if you're a speed threat, that's a that's a big injury. Uh, I'm not trying to downplay it uh, because if you come back too soon and, and tweak it again, um, but you also have to be realistic and you, you bring up best ability is availability and you can't help uh, a team if you're not on the field. And Deshaun's never on the field. Deshaun is 33 years old. Deshaun created issues off the field with some social media posts. You know, what is his value to this team at this point? I I think anybody defending him blindly, there is no value. And when Jalen Rager gets back, there, there is literally no value. You don't want him on the field. At that point, if Jalen is back, you have Jalen Rager, you have Greg Ward in the slot, and you have either Travis Fulgham or Alshon Jeffrey. If Travis Fulgham um, goes into the tank for whatever reason, as, as your bigger receiver, um, you, there's no value. <laughs> there really isn't. Uh, and, and I think people have to come to that point and say, this just didn't work. 
And, I, you know, from an Eagles standpoint, and, and this, you, you mentioned Howie Roseman. Howie's not keeping him off the field because, if anything, it makes Howie look bad. He's the guy who brought him back. Um, he's the guy, even though there were injury concerns, uh, who, who advocated and constantly said what he could mean to this offense. And it just hasn't worked out. And now we're at the point where, look, there is absolutely, you talked about percentages, what percentage did the Eagles beat the Ravens? Well, I'm going to give you a percentage, Ryan. What percentage do you think Deshaun Jackson's back here next year and Alshon Jeffrey? That percentage is zero. Zero. So what's yeah. the point? Yeah. They're not a yeah. Super Bowl contender. You want to develop the other speed receivers, not only Jalen Rager, but John Hightower and Quez Watkins. What do you need Deshaun Jackson for at this point? I don't know, besides saying – you have Deshaun Jackson. I don't. I don't really know what else. Yeah, has besides tonight. the name value. Exactly. Yeah. So uh, we'll see, man. But it's been frustrating. His return to Philadelphia, not much of a return. He's in the city or around the area somewhere, but that's about it. Um, John McMullen, follow him on Twitter at JF McMullen. You had an article that posted last night around this time, John. Um, or actually, no, I think it was this morning. I'm sorry. A week six preview. So let's get right into the Ravens side of the fence and let's start with the Ravens offense and how they match up with the Eagles defense. And you detailed it pretty nicely here on Sports Illustrated at SI.com. The Eagles linebackers could be in for a very long day here. Yeah, well, they're always in for a very long day. But, you know, there's one – Lamar Jackson is – we all know. I, I mean, he's been spectacular since taking over as the starting quarterback for the Baltimore Ravens. <clears throat> and he's a tremendous dual threat. We know uh, he's even more of a threat probably still running the football than throwing the football. But nonetheless, I mean, the efficacy of that offense – you don't even realize I, – I did not realize this. Baltimore has scored 20 or more points, I think, 28 straight times. It's the second most in history to the greatest show on turf, Rams. I mean, this offense has been unbelievable since Lamar took over, except in the playoffs, and that's a legit criticism if you're a Baltimore fan because for whatever reason they get to the playoffs and and they look like a significant Super Bowl contender. So that's a hurdle they're going to have to overcome down the road. But in the regular season, they've been lights out. And they if you think about George Kittle, and, and, you know, that's what the Ravens do. They have the great running game like the 49ers, and they have the great uh, tight ends, Mark Andrews, uh, Nick Boyle. Uh, they have a deep threat, Marquise Brown. And, again, they don't have a backup quarterback playing, so that's the difference. Instead of Nick Mullins, it's the MVP of this league. So, yeah, I mean, and 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 we got off on it. You didn't get off, but I got off on a tangent with Deshaun. <laughs> no, you didn't. You know, Duke, Duke Riley's out. Yeah. So now, you know, okay, you say, so what? Well, maybe, but that's one of the Eagles' starting linebackers. So you're going to have Nate Gary, who everyone loves, and Alex Singleton out there? 
Yeah. I, I mean, that's going to be your two nickel linebackers. People aren't going to finally get to see Sean Bradley. And those people, I'm, I'm going to make a prediction, aren't going to be very happy on Monday. <laughs> they think they want to see it, but they don't want to see it. Uh, yeah, it's it's not good. Is the Eagles' best defense going to be early offense? Yeah, I mean, if they have any chance to win this game, I mean, they're going to have to figure out a way to score, you know, 30-plus points. So, yeah, I mean, the earlier early. you get yeah. started, uh, the better. But, you know, and you say, okay, let's look at the Baltimore defense. What's the number one-ranked scoring defense in the NFL? The Baltimore Ravens. So, I, I mean, you, you know, our friend Rich Q, a uh, big boxing guy. Yeah. Uh, everybody in boxing will tell you styles make fights. Well, the Ravens style does not match up with the Eagles style. I mean, they're good at what the Eagles are bad at and vice versa. Um, and as I said, they're giving up a little bit over 15 points a game. And and then the second part is they are by far 18 straight games they've generated a turnover, which is the highest mark in the league, and the second team is at 12. So they always turn you over, and you've seen what the Eagles have done taking care of the football. Uh, that's not good. Um, yeah, I mean, and, and then the offensive line. I mean, I mentioned a little bit with Lane and Matt Pryor. So now the right side of that offensive line is Jamon Brown and Jack Driscoll. So it's from left to right, Ryan, it's Jordan Mailata, Nate Herbig, Jason Kelsey, and, and Jamon Brown and Jack Driscoll against that Baltimore front. So Jeff Stoutland basically has Jason Kelsey and whatever he found in the utility drawer at the Novacare complex. <laughs> we have about... So I'm, I'm, start, I'm starting to talk myself down from that 25 30% down to about <laughs> 10 15%. Yeah, good. you did a good job because you talked me down to about 10 15% uh, <laughs> as well. So thanks for that. Um, <laughs> we have about five minutes, Sean. So let me ask you the key player for the Eagles on offense and defense, and Carson Wentz is not an option. Obviously, if Carson Wentz has a big day, they're going to be put in a better position. But if player X on offense has a big day and player X on defense has a big day, the Eagles can win. Well, I think people default to um, skill position people, and understandably so, but I I really think it's got to be Jack Driscoll. Uh, at right tackle instead of Lane Johnson. Uh, he's got to sort of hold up. I, I mean, it's interesting. We don't talk about Jordan Mailata anymore because he's been serviceable uh, in his first two NFL starts. And, and Nate Herbig, same way. That's what they need out of Jack Driscoll. And I don't know if they can get it. Uh, so to me, he's the most important part on the offensive side because uh, he's going to be out there for however many offensive snaps the Eagles have. Um, and that could be bad, um, <laughs> to be honest, both for the running game and the passing game. So 
I think he's really important. And then defensively, I just talked about um, it, it's got to be either Alex Singleton or Sean Bradley, whoever gets the opportunity to play. Uh, and whether it's Mark Andrews, whether it's that running game, I, I mean, they're so deep in running back. And then Lamar Jackson himself, that's what everything is, is predicated on uh, with the Ravens and their offense, which is Greg Roman, a South Jersey guy. Um, he's great with with run concepts. He was the one who basically turned Colin Kaepernick into a, a Super Bowl quarterback. Uh, just very unique. Uh, uh, and, I, and I think Greg is probably salivating thinking about going after Nate Gary and whether it's Singleton or Sean Bradley. So, yeah. I mean, those guys got to play maybe their best career games to even be in this. All right, so let's end it with your overall synopsis of this game and uh, prediction and score from Eagles insider John McMullen. Yeah, I mean, this is the best team uh, the Eagles have faced to date by a wide margin, I think, uh, because of all the issues that were going on at San Francisco, not only the quarterback, but all the other injuries they had. For the most part, Baltimore's relatively healthy. Uh, Ronnie Stanley is their all-pro left tackle he's dealing. Uh, and Marcus Peters has a thigh issue, but he's going to play. So um, they're, they're not nearly as banged up, and they're just, they just have a top-five roster. As I said, the Eagles are banged up, uh, and it keeps getting worse on the offensive line. Um, I think at this stage we can say it's a positive, uh, what we just mentioned, that Deshaun and Alshon aren't back, and hopefully Travis Fulgham can build on uh, what he did last week, and maybe the Eagles can score some points and get over that 15-and-a-half point mark, but... I just don't see how they stop Baltimore uh, unless the Ravens shoot themselves in the foot time and time again. So I 33-20 type of game, Baltimore. All right, we still have about a minute to play with. So minute or less, John, uh, what type of game do you predict Carson Wentz to have? Because he did enough last week, as we've talked a lot about, he did enough to kind of – avoid fire uh, throughout the week here. So can he continue the progression in the right direction? Well, I I hope he plays a clean game because if he plays a clean game that's meaningful against this team, I just mentioned they they turn you over so much, 18 straight games. They've created at least one turnover, which is an NFL best. So, uh, you know, Humphrey, Marlon Humphrey is one of the best cornerbacks in football. Um, Marcus Peters, people think, is one of the best cornerbacks in football. He's not nearly as good as Humphrey, but he's a huge big play guy. He gambles a lot, so he's going to give and he's going to take away. Um, but I, I, I just want to see a clean game, especially because of that offensive line. I mean, you shouldn't expect Carson to play well behind that offensive line. Uh, you really shouldn't. I don't know what to expect out of Jamon Brown. I mean, he hasn't played at all. He's a veteran guy. He'll be fine from a, you know, the stage is not going to be too big for him, but hasn't played at all this season. And then Jack is just, you know, 
probably not ready to play, but he's forced into the deep end of the pool. Well, let's see if uh, Driscoll and the entire team sinks or swims. With a sold-out, I mean, (laughs) 7,000-estimated crowd at the link, which is something moving in the right direction. Will that be enough to give the team an edge? Probably not, but maybe they can go in there and steal one. And John McMullen will have all of the inside information Monday through Friday right here. And be sure to listen to John tomorrow morning, 10 a.m. to 11 a.m., right here on Extending the Play, a.m. 1490. The smart sports better knows where to find the best odds before placing a bet, and that's why smart bettors use PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. PropSwap customers always find the best odds because you're buying directly from other bettors like yourself. See a ticket you like but think the price is too high? Submit a bid for a price you think is fair, then buy it. Become a smarter sports better today. Go to PropSwap.com right now or download the PropSwap app. PropSwap, where America buys and sells Sports bets. Heard it work. You're hearing AM 1490 Sports Betting Radio. Listen online at 1490sportsbettingradio.com.